0: Welcome to Talking with Tony, here on AM700 KSEV. Straight talk from a decorated Marine, successful lawyer, business owner, and philanthropist. Now, here's your host, Tony Busby.
1: Hello, Houston. Talking with Tony on a Friday evening here with my main man, Frank. Frank, you pretty controversial here of late. Oh, no, baby. <laughs> There's some stuff, man. There's some things that are happening across the United States. I we're gonna mean, we're uh, gonna take them on. America wins. Yeah. Okay. Listen. You know, everybody that knows talking with Tony and I'm and I'm adding an ampersand. Frank knows that we care, and we want to hear from you. And if you're if your feelings get hurt, just give us a call. We'd love to hear to hear uh you know why you got your feelings hurt. And you know, of course. We're always going to be politically correct. Everything we say has been voted by a massive, massive, really bloated production department, to be honest, to be real honest. And we're, we're going to do everything we can to be politically correct, especially Frank. And let me just say, like I say every time, if if Frank says something that offends you, don't hold it against me. And if I say something that offends you, hold it against Frank. Now, <laughs> Frank. Yeah. What say you about Minneapolis, man? What is the deal? What is going on in this country?
2: Well, what's going on in this country is things that shouldn't go on. Uh, uh things that That's sh- a, that's the understatement of the year. Things that shouldn't go on. Uh, the, you know, we saw the video of the excessive force used by the police officer. There's no condoning it. There's no excuse for it. And and it that was a crime, okay? And that was a, in my view, it appeared to be on the video. All right. And I mean, and and, and that needs to be prosecuted. They apparently arrested the gentleman and they're going to they're going to go forward with a third degree murder proceeding against him. Mm -hmm. And that's going to take its course. And I would venture to say when they show that video to the jury, he'll be found guilty. But there is also no excuse for anarchy in our country based on that. OK, I don't buy the excuse that there's no excuse because the people who, who who rioted over there. We're not doing any good for the family of the of Mr. Floyd, who, who got abused by, this, by the police officers. They basically destroyed their own neighborhoods. And what's going to happen is Target's never going to move back there, AutoZone's never going to move back there, and they're going to wind up with a, a debilitated neighborhood for what? For one night of rioting, of taking, people were lined up, driving up and stealing things, taking drugs, taking taking video equipment. I mean, look, like I said, there's no excuse for what happened to Mister Floyd. That that. I mean, th- let me let me chime in here.
1: I, I, I watched the video, and I you know, as lawyers, uh, lawyers are taught you know you get to all the facts before you render any conclusion. That video is it is incredibly hard to watch it is hard to watch i've i've waited i hadn't said anything about it i was wondering maybe there's other video maybe you know i couldn't think of any explanation why anybody would do somebody like that especially a a police officer would do somebody like that i waited for some sort of maybe there's an explanation maybe there's something i don't know and you know what there's nothing that we don't know the video tells it all and you know i've I've heard from a lot of people chime in. Of course, the politicians, they want to chime in. They jump on the bandwagon and start saying all kinds of stupid foolishness that politicians say and try to advance their cause. But what I'm most concerned about is people don't feel safe from the police. And that's, that is not only a problem with our people who don't feel safe. It's a problem for the police, too, because you've got, you got a bad egg out there who, who is making every police officer across the United States look bad and make no one trust them, and that leads to anarchy. And then when we see that video, video of people running through Target willy-nilly, breaking things, taking anything they want, why is that the appropriate response to what happened? How is that possibly related to what happened? Destroying complete neighborhoods, why is that appropriate? What you should be, it's been proven time and again in this country that protest does change things uh peaceful protest martin luther king jr uh many other uh, great heroes of the history of our country have proven uh that protests can change things can, will lead to positive change but i'm telling you what i saw at that target ain't going to change a thing that will not change anything oh yeah it will. And, and 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 i want to say one other thing you know there, there's i have a friend of mine who was my mortar squad leader uh when i was in the marines in, in uh in uh in um, Saudi Arabia and Kuwait and Iraq, and he was a straight shooter. He, he actually retired from the Marine and then became a police officer and retired as a police officer, and he posted something on Facebook the other day, and this is a guy, this is a guy, he's, he's like you, Frank, he's, a, he's all Trump all day, uh, you know, he's red, white, and blue America, he's like, you know, the cops can do no wrong. And he watched that video, and he, and he posted on, on Facebook, he said, listen, when a police officer puts somebody in handcuffs, At that moment, that individual becomes the responsibility of the police officer. At that moment. And this man was lying there on the ground in handcuffs with this police officer's boot or a knee on his neck for minute after minute after minute after minute. That is unacceptable. And I feel so bad for every law-abiding police officer across the country who's doing a very difficult job for very little money that now... Their job has become a ton tougher because the trust has been violated. And I feel so bad for the folks that feel like that when they are in trouble, that they can't call the police because the police are their enemy. We got problems.
2: Yeah, Um, but I, I, I I disagree with you on one thing. Well, let's hear it when you said when you said that uh, uh, something about the neighborhood there, I'm telling you that there's something is going to change as a result of what happened. They're going to be more economically depressed because of the anarchy that they created. OK, you, you just don't do that. And this is not an isolated instance, though, where you're talking about this. We had also a breach of trust when the people in the Mueller uh, investigation did what they did to Trump and they, all of that. Okay, there there was a breach of trust there at the highest levels of the FBI and of of our intelligence agencies. And what is the result of that? People have lost trust. Yet ninety nine point nine percent of the FBI agents are doing their jobs, just like ninety nine point nine percent of the police officers are doing their jobs properly. And the problem is when the tops of these organizations become too politicized or and and you have I'm sure in that police department, you got liberals that are running running the, the city and, and, and coming up with all kinds of ideas and every day these cops are getting frustrated. That's no excuse. No excuse for that abuse. But at the same time, you're going to get a few bad apples that are going to take it too far. And that's what happened here. But there's no excuse for the abuse. The abuse of the neighborhood. What about all the law-abiding citizens in that neighborhood? Their, their, their houses are destroyed. Their businesses are destroyed. Their cars are destroyed. So the, the point is, we just got to get hold of this country again and and this is just a microcosm a small little slice of what's going to happen if we put these people with no experience or no brain in charge of this country
1: i just i'm just i just look at that and i i look at that video and it just makes me sick to my stomach the video of that man being literally murdered right there in the street uh, I, by a cop i, I understand with, with his knee on with his knee on that man's neck the man's handcuffed, and the cop has his hands in his pocket. I look at that, it makes me sick. And i tell you what makes me almost as sick, when I see people just blowing through a target and just ripping everything off the shelves and burning things down, that is not the kind of protest, at least I learned in school, that changes things.
2: I so, got it. I got it. I agree I mean, it, with you. It
1: makes It makes me sick to my stomach. We can do a lot better than that in this country. How's your week been?
2: My week's been great, man.
1: What have you been doing? I mean, just, just the cold up in your house?
2: No, I've just been
1: marinating. Oh, my God. You uh, you, you know, I saw, a, I, at my, I got a little ranch out in East Texas, and there's a goat out there. And I don't want to know about that. It smells, and <laughs> I was thinking, when you said you marinate it, it kind of reminds me a little
2: bit of it Yeah, I but I think we're on a commercial here, aren't we? We're on a break. I don't know. We're okay. on a break.
1: Well, he's got to give me a heads up. We're on a break.
2: We're on a break right now. We're going to break. You need to,
1: when we go to break, you need to say, "Let's take a break." Cause I don't. He's going to have to tell you. I can't see.
0: of Texas AM 700 KSEV
3: here are two magical words we've wanted to say for months welcome back Hi, I'm Dave Mattern, Managing Partner of Trulux, and we've reopened with the utmost care for your safety. With exciting new dine-in and carry-out menus,
1: including great wines and spirits, you can enjoy at home. So join us Tuesday through
3: Saturday for lunch or dinner. Visit trulux.com for reservations and carry-out orders. Welcome back to Trulux at Westheimer in Yorktown. We look forward to serving you in our dining room or yours.
4: Hi folks, Mattress Mac Matt, Gallery Furniture. Asking is made in America important to you? Do you want to buy furniture that's made in America that you and your family can be proud of for years and years to come? If made in America furniture is important to you, come out to Gallery Furniture's biggest made in America furniture sale ever happening right now on made in America solid wood furniture, made in America leather upholstered furniture, made in America Sealy, Posturepedic, Stearns and Foster, and Tempur-Pedic sleep sets. Buy your made in America furniture today, save lots of money, guaranteed. Gallery Furniture delivers tonight. As we move closer to defeating this invisible enemy, The Voice of Texas is here to help keep you informed while we return to life as we once knew it. As you begin to rebuild your business, know that we will be right here with you rebuilding ours. Together, we will rebuild this economy. Together, we are stronger. Because together, we are AM 700 KSEV, The Voice of Texas.
0: Catch Chris X Radio weekdays at 4, right here on AM 700 KSEV.
4: So, after they disassembled that multi-million dollar pop-up hospital at Energy Park that never saw one patient, now they're going to build another one for the supposed second wave of COVID. Just when you thought they couldn't get any dumber, they double down on stupid. Elections have consequences, folks.
0: Chris X Radio, weekdays 4 till 6, right here on The Voice of Texas
1: all right all right all right all right Right. bring a you bring an interesting perspective we're looking for callers frank tell us the number to call
2: oh there's a there's right now we've got uh, louie online we got a call right here louie on line four
1: all right
5: let's hear what louie has louie what you got Yes, I, um, you know, when you brought that point about, I think it was Frank, uh, that, um, you know, you keep electing the wrong people in there. And the, what, what had happened after the 70s, the early 70s, with all these uh, leftover uh, Woodstock hippies uh, got into the, uh, the one that survived, they got into, some of them made it through the political and the other one made it into the Supreme Court. And so what is happening is that I remember I grew up in Boston where we we used to have a cop, the police officer used to walk around our neighborhood and he was our friend. We looked after him. We had, you know, we respect each other. There was there was not that the city was not such overcrowded like they are right now because we are allowing the Liberal, the minute the Liberal takes over in any city or in a county, they ruin it. And that's what happened when all these drugs was coming in here into the United States from the Very beginning, it's a commodity for crooked lawyers to protect all these crooks that are coming over here. Well, thank you, Louis. Thank you. Thank you very much, Louis. That's an interesting perspective. I I just want to say, I I I, want to say
2: this one thing. I want to say this one thing, Tony. I mean, and this is something that I want to say because this is—it's a continuum of an issue. Okay. It's it, Louis was talking about what he was talking about, and when he brought talked about the drugs and things like that, there's no doubt about it. And now, of course, we have the fentanyl going in through Mexico and infiltrating the, the veins of our country. Uh, and, of course, we know, you don't like me to say it, but that fentanyl coming from China, There's no, that's not by accident. And they're poisoning our youth, and uh, and that's not by accident. And so uh, what what he's saying is true, and what I just don't understand, Tony, and I'd like to know what you say when when these liberals uh, when when the, the, these liberals uh, come out and they kind of defend the positions of, the, of, of of our adversaries, including China, and they basically downplay, Uh, The good things that are being done by Trump or or other presidents, Mike Pence. What about him? He's a solid man. Uh, uh, What about him? What about KT McFarland that that worked for the general Flynn? These are good people. Why is it that 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 we have a put down on the basic values that made this made America great to begin with? And those are the kind of values that we need to continue to go forward with. And anyway, what you say. That's well, what you say to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I know. Listen, now, I, look, let's not forget, you know, you know where, where my upbringing was. I grew up in a little town of 1,300 people. Everybody pretty much knew everybody. Everybody took care of everybody. We had one police officer in our hometown, and, you know, us teenagers would run from him, but but I think that everybody in town, you know, helped him and his, in his job. And we respected uh, people that, that deserved respect if somebody worked hard and had some success. We respected that. We didn't, uh, we didn't laugh at it. We didn't scoff at it. If somebody uh, did well for themselves. You know, it, it, that for me, it motivated me to want to do well. I didn't become jealous or critical or uh, like we've become now and where we, we scoff at all of our institutions and we don't have any trust in, 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 in our organizations. And we always assume the worst about everybody. And we need to lighten up just a little bit and start having some respect and trust with one another. And uh, about as far as, you know, the the hippies of the 70s and the liberals and all that, I was born in 1968. Uh, You know, I guess my dad would have been the age to be one of these hippies, but my dad was a meat cutter. Uh, He cut meat for 43 years. We also hunted and fished and we grew a garden and we raised pigs and we raised guineas and chickens. And that's how I grew up. So I, I'm really kind of disconnected with all that. I don't care if somebody is a, a hippie. I don't care if they're right-wing, left-wing, populist, moderate. I don't care. What, I, what I'm what i most interested in is let's be honest with one another. If we have an enemy, let's identify the enemy. If we if somebody does something good, let's laud and, and uphold them. They did something good. But I got it. too many times, too many times in our political discourse, if, if a Republican says something – then it doesn't matter what he or she says, we're against it because we're liberal. And if a liberal says something, it doesn't matter if it's good or or productive or positive. We're against it because it was a liberal. And I am so sick and tired of that. And I hoped, I had hoped that we would get to some point in this country, whether it's Trump or whoever the president is, where we could finally say, you know what, guys, enough is enough of this foolishness. look, Look at all the people that are politicizing what happened Uh, A few days ago in Minneapolis, it's already all these politicians, even the ones, even our police chief in Houston, politicizing this thing instead of coming out and saying, look, let me explain to you guys. This is how this is proper procedure and behavior, and this is improper procedure and behavior. And we're going to deal with it and we're going to have training and we're going to make sure this doesn't happen in the city of Houston. That's not what our police, our police chief said. He politicized it. The mayor's politicized it. Um, every every one of these politicians, all they give a rat's behind about is making sure they get elected again. And I guarantee the police chief of Houston, Texas, has already got his eye on the mayor's office. He wants to be the mayor of, of Houston, Texas. And you know what? I'm against that. No, you're gonna,
2: you're going to be the mayor.
1: No, I don't. I don't <laughs> see Tony Busby being mayor. With, you know that 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 dog didn't hunt, and I don't know if I'm going hunting again. So, um, you know, I'm just. You can tell I'm fed up. I'm fed up. I, you know, you may remember that. You know, I'm mad too, Eddie. Uh, way back in the day, maybe uh, some of you listening may not remember that. Um, but Frank, I'm fed up, and I'm mad. Well, just remember,
2: you? if you're not hunting, you're hunted.
1: Probably right. No, Probably
2: I'm. Right. I'm serious, my friend. It's look, just. You got to go on the offensive. You know that as a Marine. But let me say something else again here, which which you bring into perspective. You know, I'm, we're not talking about America. We're talking about a, we're not saying America right or wrong. OK, that's not no. my. Well, yeah, yeah no, my position. no, it's no. not my position, because I'm going to tell you, America's done a lot of things wrong. And if we look back over our history, we've done many, many things wrong. But what do we, what's great about America as opposed to China, Russia, South American countries, and, and all around the world? And Europe, who is just another, they're acting like another group of pacifists. They'd let the Nazis roll in right today. What's right about America as opposed to what was wrong about America? What's right about America is we have a process and we eventually get it right. We get it right because we have rule of law. We have a history of law. That history of law goes back, you know, through the English and all the way back to the Romans and all the rest of it. And I'm not embarrassed to say that. There's nothing wrong with it. And that's why people come from South America and people come from Europe and people come from Asia. They come to the United States of America because America has a process and in their countries they don't have a process. And that's why America is right. But it's not that we don't always make the right decisions. We do wrong things many, many times. We've hurt many, many people around the world, but we've tried to make it right. Any territory that we have conquered, do we keep it? No. Did we rebuild it? Yes. I mean, this is in in all these circumstances. So that's what makes me sick when I hear this stuff.
1: So don't get me going.
2: You got me going. You got me going.
1: I know it gets my goat. It gets my goat. When you're patriotic, you care about your country. You want your country to do well. You laud your country. You talk about the great things. People automatically assume that you're ignoring the negative. I'm not ignoring the negative. I know that we've we've messed up here and there for for more than 200 years. Yeah, we had a a civil war. And and you mess up all the time, too. Big deal. Oh, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, well, we'll we can talk about it if (laughs) you really want. No, I don't think so. We (laughs) have a a mutual destruction society. Paybacks are hell. (laughs) I'm going to talk about you. (laughs) So that's just how it's going to be. How many... Frank, tell the callers the number
2: to call. We have a number there. And I don't. It's not in front of me. What's the number that people can call in if they want to sound off? What's that number? The telephone number is... I don't see the telephone number. It's right there in front of you, Frank. Oh, here is. I'm sorry. I'm 66 years old. I don't read that oh, good. Oh, here we go. go 2-8 281-558-5738. We can take a call now. Uh, Let's take a call. Who li- we got? Line 3, uh, line three is... Uh,
1: better
2: put your spectacles on, my friend.
1: I said line three. Okay, who we got? Hello?
2: Yeah, it's a little nine
6: three. Hey, uh, Lisa in Sugarland. Land?
2: Yeah. I, that
6: hey, was, Lisa. Yep. Hi. Hey, I uh, just want to tell you, um, I, I think there are evil people, bad people in every culture and race. Every country has had racism. There has been uh, horrible racism towards the Irish. Uh, uh, the poverty in Ireland was ridiculous. Uh, but I, what happened last night is the police officer. Why did they cry racism? He's just an evil man. He's an evil man, and his fellow police officers watched him kill somebody. But but I will say something about him because he's not racist. Because his wife is from Laos, Vietnam. Hmm. Yeah, and he's, yeah. You know, I mean, how do you married for ten years to a Vietnamese Laos refugee? How is that? How is he racist? He's evil. He's not
2: racist. Yeah. Thank, thank you yeah. very much, Lisa. And I, what I got to say to you about that is, uh, I I don't disagree with you on that because there are racist on there are racist black folk, there are racist white folk, there are racist red folk, yellow folk, and every kind of folk you can think about. It's not a question of being racist. I agree with you that when you when you do an act like uh, we saw in that video, that's that's an evil act appears to be. I don't know. I guar—I mean, I guarantee there's a little more to the story. Maybe the guy was acting up in a police car, but he didn't deserve to die, and it certainly isn't up to the police officer to be judge, jury, and executioner. So that's, that's, what, I, sure. that's what I'm talking about.
1: And, 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 again, I'm just going to say, because, I, you know, I've been such a strong proponent for the police department and uh, for police officers in general. It's a tough job. theres It's crappy pay. Uh, sometimes I get a deal with, with people that are just, you know, in their worst moments. And they're there not only to protect, but also to keep other, you know, to, to keep people safe. And then you have an officer like this who, who, who did something that is completely reprehensible. But think about how hard it makes it for every other police officer, not only in just Minneapolis, but all over the country, including police officers right here in the city of Houston's job just got exponentially harder because of what that knucklehead did. And I agree with you. I don't, And, and I don't know. You know, I don't know the guy's background. You, you just told me that, you know, he's married to a, a, a woman from Vietnam. You know, I don't know what his motivation was. I don't know if he's a complete moron. I don't know if he's a complete evil um, dirtbag. He had previous I don't know. he had
2: previous complaints in his record according to news reports.
1: Well, and I see this is information I didn't I didn't know, but what I do know is I saw that video and and that man was in cuffs and that should have never happened and they and I expect that they're going to throw the entire book of the law at this man and he's going to go to prison, uh, which is what should happen. but unfortunately it's not going to heal the wounds that he opened. Uh, it's just not going to heal those wounds because people, you, you can see from the, the, the rioting and the protesting, you know um, it's just it just opens up yet another wound in this country that we did that did not need to be opened. And so okay. go ahead. Well, it sounds like uh, we're moving toward a break
2: here. You got. Uh, let's
1: be- take a little commercial break. Tell the uh, tell the number once again, so people can call in, and we'll take a little break.
2: Two eight one five five eight five seven three eight. If you want to talk to Big Tony and Little Frank, <laughs> you better check your Facebook page. Well, I don't have a Facebook page, buddy. I'm faceless. <laughs> all right. All right.
0: flagship station of true conservative talk radio am 700 the voice of texas
7: what's worse than a roof that leaks a roof that leaks after you've spent hundreds of dollars to repair it this is deb Tejada from tejas roofing and contracting houston's number one roofing and contracting company
3: we get calls all the time from people who have used fly by night contractors to repair their storm damage they spend a day on the roof collect your money and you never hear from them again
7: and the roof still leaks why put yourself through that? Use a contractor with a verifiable history of experience. Tejas Roofing and Contracting, a rated by the BBB, Certified Master Elite Contractors with GAF.
3: Our experienced crews have been working together, repairing and replacing roofs in Houston for over 37 years. This work is top-notch and the roof won't leak. The cleanup is second to none. You won't even know we've been there.
7: Go to TejasRoofing.com or call us at 281-251-0304. When you need roofing repairs, a new roof, or remodeling, call us at Tejas Roofing, 281-251-0304.
8: For many years, the Pine Box has been helping families gain insight into the often confusing and extremely expensive task of arranging a loved one's funeral. I have worked with Pine Box in the death of two family members because I know I can trust Chip Beresford at the Pine Box, he's the owner, to be sure that he walks me through that process and that I am prepared for the funeral and that I get the quality I seek without breaking the budget. Because it's a very difficult thing. No one wants to feel like a cheapskate handling a funeral of a loved one, but you also can't afford to go broke either. You know, funerals are statistically the third largest expense in someone's life. The Pine Box sells the same caskets and funeral merchandise that is offered at funeral homes, but at a tremendous savings, and delivery is immediate and free within the Houston area. Stop by one of the three Houston locations or visit their website, thepinebox.com, or call Chip directly at 1-888-PINEBOX. That's 1-888-PINEBOX. I trusted them, and you can. The Pine Box.
1: All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. Talking with Tony. Here it is a Friday evening, Houston, Texas. You may have figured out by now that uh, I'm I'm participating remotely. I'm actually down here on sunny Galveston Island. Frank is there, stuck in the studio. Frank, are you wearing a mask? I always
2: wear a mask because I'm an ugly sob. <laughs>
1: But we're talking with Tony two eight one five five eight five seven. We got a call. We
2: got a call here, Tony. Let me call, let me take. Who is it? Line Who's three. Called? Line three. Gary in Houston.
1: Gary in Houston. What you got, man? Hey, Tony. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. Listen. Congratulations on your show. Yep. You and Frank. I enjoyed it. It's not long enough, but I enjoy it. Well, we, sometimes we get on a soapbox, and sometimes we, we, we're just dead silent. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, I, I just wanted to say a little
5: bit about what's going on. Man, it's a mess. Um, I ha- I'm a black, first of all, black young man. I have sons, and I always tell them to respect the law and do what the guys tell them to do, and yes, sir,
1: no, sir. Yeah. But the way they did that young man, um, I really think it's horrible. The guy needs to be charged, which he will be.
5: Yep. And also, those guys need to chill out on all of that looting and stealing. That, that has, I mean, it does nothing for, for that guy. Nothing. It just makes it
1: worse.
2: Well, thanks, Gary. I mean that, that that gives us a really good perspective on that, and that's exactly what we've been trying to communicate. Man. And I'm so glad that you called in and you said you were you were a black man, African American, and and here I go, here we go, here we go. Tony's what we've been saying. It doesn't matter what color, what race, what religion. This is this, and, and this is coming
1: in, and this is that's the right thing, okay? And the right. And I don't, th- what, what what makes what pisses me off. I'll just tell you, just tell you right up. What pisses me off is when is people can't understand that how how. You can be outraged, outraged, and just fighting mad about what happened to that man in Minneapolis at the hands of that police officer, lying there on the concrete with a with a police officer's knee on his neck and his jugular vein, with the police officer has this man handcuffed, and the police officer sitting there with his knee down there, with his hands in his pockets. How you can be outraged by that and just matter well, than I, a hornet's nest, and at it. the same time, and at the same time, you can be outraged by the kind of looting and burning and and just destruction that you saw that that as a result of that. You can; those are not mutually exclusive.
2: I get it, They're Tony. Not, I get I get it, my friend. I mean, mean, I totally agree with you. But we got uh, let's move. Let's get on to something else. But well, we
1: got two eight one five five eight five seven three eight. We promise we take more calls and let you let, hear what you have to say. We got any more calls? Yeah, sure, we got
2: calls. We got all kinds of calls. We got... Oh, uh, <laughs> well,
1: give me one of those calls, Frank.
2: We're going to give you uh, Sharon here. Uh, well, she just dropped off, I think. No, Let's I'm see. here. Oh, you there, Sharon? Oh, there you, you go, line two. How you doing, Westside? Hey, Sharon,
6: thank Sharon, you,
1: thank you thank need you. to bear with Frank.
6: He's never run the board before. Okay, yeah, he's, he's on a the... learning curve, but we're with you, Frank. Okay, oh. Thank you, darling. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Tony, hi, hey. I, I would like to say that we. This is a case where we need to learn to identify the enemy. Sure, we have evil people in our country. Sure, we have people who break the law. That's why we have a police force. But we also have an an an, an underground current that's growing and is getting hotter all the time of of an enemy that has infiltrated our country and they want to break down our, our laws, they don't respect our laws, and you, you mentioned the process. They don't respect the process that we go through under our Constitution in this republic, representative republic. They do not respect the way this country is built, founded, or the process or the laws, and they are out to destroy us. And I think that cop that did that evil deed, is part of that process and all they're waiting for they're like a pressure cooker and they're waiting for opportunities to explode and then all the hoodlums break loose in the street
2: thanks sharon i appreciate that gonna, i thank you and and, and i think I mean, sharon's
1: sharon's point and i think it's well taken is people bad things like this happen you have something that's terrible like that happen, and then you have people waiting in the wings to exploit it. I think you're absolutely right. And
2: I, I mean, I mean, our point was even broader than that, and I mean, uh, I agree with her in some regards. I, I just can't make the quantum leap that that cop was related to what I'm talking about, which is the manipulation by the Chinese. But in general, in general, it's the breakdown of our order. Our enemy will never defeat us from outside the walls of the country. Our enemy will never defeat us from outside the walls of, of, of our country. And when I say that, don't be offended. We have we have walls. I mean, it may not be the wall built on the southern border, but we got a military wall. We got ships deployed. We got missiles that protect us. No enemy is going to beat us that way. The enemy is going to beat us from within. The enemy is going to take us down from within by, by using our own system against us. It's easier to do that. It's easier to corrupt our society that way. And that's what I'm talking about when I said when you, you know, Tony, I wear this Make America Great Again hat. It isn't for Donald Trump. It isn't for Donald Trump. It's because I think that America was great because we had we had a process. We had we had we were you know, our men and women and our families were we're together, and we had rules, and we, in terms of like of decency, and we had rules of culture of of decency. And people came here for that; they thir- thirst for it. And then now, I
1: think w- people still do. I, I, I and I see I'm, I'm do. I'm more of an optimist. I'm more of an optimist. They believe, do,
2: they do, but we're I not win, We're not
1: winning the war. We're going to win the war.
2: I didn't say we weren't going to win the war. I said we're, we're not win the winning the war.
1: But let, sometimes <laughs> when I hear you talk and you tell me the enemy's Within and the enemy is, is, is inside the wall. You make me think of a, a doggone uh, Pink Floyd song or something.
2: No, man. Uh, I, what uh, I'm telling you about. Do you hear
1: voices? Do you hear voices?
2: No, but I see fentanyl coming across our southern border, and I see I see the way they pacified, like an alligator being rubbed on his stomach. The Are way you they pacified.
1: No, Are you pacified. <laughs> I'm not pacified. No, but I. I a lot of the people listening aren't pacified.
2: I see the way they pacified our middle class by giving them cheap goods made in China at Costco, Walmart, Sam's Club, and all the rest of it. And I have nothing against those places. Lord knows I've patronized them myself. Doesn't mean I don't realize what's going on. We, everybody thought they were making more money, but they weren't. They've basically been pacified. And so while all that was going on, we were robbed and we were stolen from and we were infiltrated. And thank God we're finally standing up. And I think if anything happened with regard to this COVID thing, anything happened, it awakened everybody. It awakened everybody. Now, some people, some people, well, like I saw Joe Biden today, he was still talking about. Uh, Trump's being I don't,
1: a, I don't know what Joe Biden's talking well, about Well I well I, wanna
2: I you, well, want to tell you, well I got to something to say about that there was the, the, the you know we have a terrible circumstance with the 100,000 people that died with the covid I'm not don't to minimize that for a minute one life is one life lost is one too many but it, they call it the invisible virus well the democrats got an invisible candidate and I and the truth is they can't see each other and I can't see the one of them because <laughs> I mean I'm telling you that <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. You know,
1: you're <laughs> opening up a whole new, whole other can of worms. Hey, if you got something to say, 281-558-5738, 281-558-5738, Talking with Tony and Frank. Frank has some views, and I don't know. Maybe he sits at home. And what did you say you were marinating? I think you're germinating. I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> I, right not
2: germinating. I, I was I on some of these subjects during. Oh, the week. you're
1: marinating. Yeah. yeah we're going to take a little break. If you want to talk. We're going to go to a commercial break. We'd love to talk to you. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the COVID-19 response of the city of Houston and the state of Texas. We got
2: a call coming in for about Hidalgo.
1: We'll be back.
4: everybody. This is Brian Kilmeade. Keep listening to KSEV, the voice of Texas.
3: Be safer, wiser, cleaner than just washing your hands with BugX.com. We can help you breathe easier with commercial sanitation and decontamination services. Disinfect commercial buildings and your home. Breathe easier with BugX.com. Professional disinfection and decontamination services with sprayers, foggers, misters, humidifiers, and or heat technology. You can have choices from limited to complete treating services against 200-plus viruses, bacteria, molds, and yes, even corona and COVID-19 too. BugX.com added services of wipe-downs of floors, doors, cabinets, furniture, appliances, and so much more. Be wiser, safer. Tune in to the buildersacademy.com talk radio show and hear and see how we can help you with our sponsor services at buildersacademy.com. Breathe easier, cleaner, safer, wiser, sanitize, disinfect your building Today with bugx.com 281 558
4: Everybody's heard about the amazing pillows made by My Pillow. The inventor, Mike Lindell, is a sleep genius. Everything he creates revolves around making sure you get the best sleep of your life. That's why he created the new Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Hey, kids, it's Chris Salcedo. The Giza Dream Sheets have the world's best cotton called Giza, and each set includes two wide pillowcases that fit over any pillow, a flat sheet, and a deep pocket fitted sheet, and that thing is going to fit all mattresses. The first night you sleep on these sheets you'll never want to sleep on anything else. And for a limited time only, when you buy one set of Giza Dream Sheets, you'll get a second set absolutely free. As you know, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. So call 800-952-4976 or visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code KSEV to get this amazing Giza Dreams BOGO offer. That's MyPillow.com, promo code KSEV.
1: No, right. Ruling stones. I'm cooling my my heels down here, Frank. I'm cooling my heels down here on the West Beach of sunny Galveston Island. You're sitting there in the studio. I'm quite positive you got your mask on and you're socially distanced from everybody like you're supposed to be. Uh, I went out to a few restaurants uh, this week and um, I went over to uh, a little Italian restaurant I like and... And, uh, you know, it was you, you sit at every other table and they, all, everybody's pretty much wearing a mask and they're wearing gloves and they're giving you a, a um, uh, menu that they trash after you pick what you want. And, and, you know, I guess that's, you know, I hate, you know, we talked about this. I hate that's the rule, the, the new normal, if you will. Don't get me started um, on
2: the new normal.
1: Well, I- we're, I'm going to get you started. But, you know, then I then I see video. I see video of a bunch of young folks in, in Missouri uh, who are just, who basically said, screw it. Uh, if I get the virus, and one one young fellow said, you know, if I get it, everybody's getting. it. He doesn't care. And, uh, you know, and I'm not really worried about young folks. I mean, they, it, it, it sucks, but I guess they'll make it through. I guess it's the old, older folks that, that really, you know, have the, the chance of dying from it. But so, you know, we, it seems to me, Uh, as we, now the bars are opened up 25%, restaurants are at 50%. I was in a little restaurant here in Galveston today and they had every other table was being used and they had tables out on the sidewalk. Uh, it looks like to me, uh, a lot of people just said, you know what? I don't care anymore. Uh, I don't care. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do whatever the devil I want to do. And you know, if I get the virus and so be it. And, uh, I'm just going to go about my business. Uh, that sounds like kind of your attitude. My attitude Isn't is
2: it's the nanification of 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 our country. It's and they're trying to turn us into a nanny state. Are you kidding who me? Who is
1: they? Who is this they that you keep talking about? You
2: know, you know the liberals, the Democrats, the the the, 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 the people. You know the AOCs of the world, and yet they, they do all that. But then you got Ilhan Omar and all the rest trying to ferment revolution, but not revolution in favor of the country, revolution against the country. And that's the problem with all this. It's a na- and I want to tell you something. You know, you talk about the mask, you see people around with the mask, you got Hidalgo on TV with the mask. And the bottom line of all that is, guess what? The World Health Organization, which, by the way, we just dropped out of today because Trump took us out of it. Boom, out. Uh, but he, but uh, they came out today and said, oh, no, masks are not important. You don't need to wear them if you're outside. You don't need to wear them, generally speaking. You don't need to wear them walking around. You need to wear them if you're treating a COVID patient. So what that— the- Yes, the World Health Organization. OK, that communist institution maybe finally got something right because because we went with going with masks because they were saying masks. Fauci said no masks. Fauci said masks. Hell, I'm 66 years old. I'm in the strike zone. I say live until you die, because if you don't, you're not living. Then why do you
1: have a mask?
2: I don't have a mask, buddy. I
1: saw you with a mask, pal.
2: Yeah, it was money heist mask. I wore it. It was from the net. It was from Netflix. I walked somebody, in Somebody I walked somebody in the, said, I walked in the, said, in the
1: Yeah. Somebody said that uh, it, it's a it's a felony for an individual to cover their face and carry a weapon. So my question is, what about in these open carry states when people are made to wear a mask, they're being made to commit a crime?
2: I walked into the bank with both a mask on and a weapon. <laughs> i just didn't Frank, say i just didn't say stick them up because that wouldn't be like legal you know
1: no you just gave him a note and said give me all your money <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man I, I i got mixed feelings i mean common sense tells me if the, if the, and again you know this is a new virus and people don't know how it's actually uh-huh. transmitted and there had the studies haven't been done and you know everybody's like chicken little the sky's falling everybody's scared and you know some people are are holed up in their in their house and haven't left their house, and other people are like, you know what? I got to earn a living. Screw
2: it. Tony, I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna give you a, a statistic, okay? And yeah. I know most of the times I'm blustering and saying stuff, but the statistic, and I think this is correct. You can fact check me if somebody wants to. I will fact check you, okay. man. Okay. One thing I, I think always- it was either 2018 or 2017. One of those one of those uh, years, right in the middle of the you know the teens there. Uh but it was 2017, 2018. We had sixty thousand deaths in this country from the flu, and nobody missed a beat. And nobody nobody missed a beat. Nobody nobody masked up. The economy didn't close. Death is part of life. We are going to die, okay? Something's gonna happen. We can't run scared of death and shut down our living because there's a threat. Now there's you have to be reasonable. And at the at the beginning, I totally agree that nobody knew because We didn't know what was going to happen because of this Wuhan virus, okay? Mm -hmm. We didn't know what it was. We didn't know how insidious it would be in terms of killing people. We didn't know if it was going to kill our children. We didn't know nothing. But we figured it out, and once we figured it out, we cranked the engine again, and here we go. America's back, and we're going to keep going, and we ain't stopping until we get all the way to Beijing. But
1: I'll tell you what, uh, (laughs) the— The destruction on the economy is – I mean, it is – I mean, I was – there's going to be 20 percent unemployment in, across – I was having a meeting at, at my law firm the other day, and we haven't laid off anybody. Everybody's worked from home. We've been lucky in that regard. A lot of law firms have had to lay people off. I've continued to, to, uh, to, to uh, note not one person has been laid off. But there's about 25 – they say 25 percent of the businesses in New York City uh, will fail. Uh, because of this we know that New York City is what eight billion dollars in the red because well because they run by de Blasio and Cuomo.
2: I mean the yeah, guy come so. in do you understand this? I gotta tell you this, Tony. I? I don't mean to interrupt you, but but Go I gotta ahead. but I gotta say it this. It ain't
1: the first time you've interrupted I gotta say this. you you can
2: interrupt me too, but you I gotta say this. You know Cuomo, I mean, and I hate to say this because he has a heritage with that name that ends in a vowel so it pains me to say these oh, guys. Is he thing. one of your one of your people? He's one of them one of them there immigrants and okay he's one of them (laughs) italians but uh, let me just like you let me like me but we're of different mind okay and so the problem with cuomo is and bloomberg said this as well he made a comment that came out in those debates where he said that my father was 90 years old was was when he before he died and for a number of years before that was scared to death of this comment and the comment was they were going to have death panels under obamacare which meant they were going to allocate resources and so that older Mm -hmm. people couldn't Uh, get treatment i
1: remember all that uh, okay and what and
2: what what did Cuomo do during this he thought he had scarce resources not realizing that Trump was landing with the with the uh what it what is it the, the, the airborne there he was landing he was landing with the airborne in New York City and and with the ship he was coming in with the comfort and he was going to take care of New York City but Cuomo being a nanny boy he decided that he decided that he was going to Put all the old people back in the nursing homes because, you know, they're going to die anyway if they have COVID, basically put them back in the nursing homes. And he spread the disease. And do you know the other statistic that sticks out in my mind? 80% of the deaths of that 100,000 are over the age of 80. And many of them were in those nursing homes. And they were, mm-hmm. they were not infanticide. There wasn't infanticide. If it was anybody else, it would be manslaughter. Okay. It's
1: amazing. It's amazing. If you and account. I did
2: that as private citizens, did that in our nursing homes, infiltrated it with people who were sick, we it's would be we, we'd be oh. up on manslaughter. And would Cuomo needs something
1: to something like that. I know. I know. I know. He needs to take it's account. Amazing to me how in in times of crisis like this, the media chooses their hero, the person they want to be their hero. You can watch and that they guy. Chose they chose him. You can and watch I that never guy understood why. paint,
2: paint, paint dries more entertainingly than him. I know. I mean, yeah, they, it's
1: watching him. is like watching grass grow. I okay. He's we can talk about grass. Yeah. In, in any anyway, I just want to say, you take a call of, at, in the, no, let's just a second. I got something. To get up my chest. Get it off your chest, baby. The, these restaurants that are still alive across the city of Houston are struggling, are struggling, are struggling. If you're scared, Put on a mask, get out of your house, and go patronize these restaurants. These folks have, that have made it this oh. far, they're on the edge. They're opening back up. They're, they're, they're following a lot of these strict rules. Get out and support your local restaurants. Real Restaurant, one of my favorites. La Grilia, another great restaurant. Tony's, a Houston iconic restaurant. Uh, Chewy's, I mean, whatever your, your flavor that you like get out and and um, and patronize these restaurants and I got I, I missed it almost last week. We got to recognize our sponsor, Limone Shoes. Man, those shoes! You put them. You put those shoes on your feet. You look like Tony Busby. I'm telling you, walk around this town. Well, I'm not sure that's an
2: endorsement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. wanna say, I, think, I think most. Of, thank you, Frank. I think most. Um, most of our public officials—I mean, they've been dead silent. You know, the mayor—he ceded control of the city of Houston to Lena Hidalgo. There's a call and on he here for
2: Hidalgo, and we could take it. You all want. right.
1: We'll take. We got just a few seconds. Let's take the who's the call from line
2: four. We got a call of uh, Hidal on uh, Lena Hidalgo. Let's take. All line right. Four. Let's hear your
1: take on Lena Hidalgo, line four. Um, before I ask that question, you need to be—you give you give me your Aggie word of honor. Were you a good old boy or a sticker? <laughs> We're not having any. You're never going to be able to put me on oh, the spot. Oh, you just
5: gave it away. never going to be just... able to put
1: me on the spot. What do you got to say what? What? about Lena Hidalgo? Uh, well, I, she needs to be recalled. This is Hood. Uh, she needs class 85. I'm an old boozer. Uh, yeah, she, yeah. How you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. You need to be more of a Republican when you run for office next time. <laughs> you, you, everybody you, you, else says I need to be more of a Democrat. The problem is I'm no. the one, I hear you. Hildago needs to be, she needs to be recalled. That little Marxist yeah. scumbag, Dora the Explorer, needs to go.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, 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 I don't disagree with you, but I gotta let me just say one thing here because I totally agree with that. We get into a whole show on that particular subject, but I gotta say yeah, something. Do a whole I gotta show, I, I gotta say something that made America great again, okay? And that was the space mission that it th- was aborted. It's going to hopefully get off tomorrow, and and we're going back to space. And
1: who let us? Frank, to sp- some people on this on this co- on this uh, radio program, and the people listening to this radio program may think you're already in space.
2: Well, yeah, I've been a holding pattern over some planet, and I won't say what it is, okay? But I'm, yeah, to, I'm, God, I'm, I'm telling you right now, we should be proud of this country. It, when we went to space, it showed optimism. It wasn't so it wasn't so much that we did it. It was that we could do it. And That's and,
1: what I like about it. And when it,
2: we're man. going back again, this is telling the rest of the world and giving the, giving the middle finger to China and saying, come on, come catch us. And Are that, you going to sign up for the Space Force? I'm a little too old for the Space Force. I don't think I'd pass the physical.
1: You would look great in one of those red suits.
2: Yeah, but it, I'm I'm uh, 275 pounds, and I don't think they have that much spandex. Yeah, I would hate to see you floating around eating uh, tangs. <laughs> I, I like Tang. I used to drink Tang as a kid. I drink Tang, man. <laughs> tang, there's,
1: there's something. I don't even know if they make Tang anymore. There's something to be said to I tang. also used to eat
2: Spam, okay? My father <laughs> used to grill it with uh, with eggs. because Well, it was, it was cheap.
1: There's That's... nothing. I'll even eat Spam today. I'll slice it thin and cook it in the skillet. Oh, yeah, man. I, it's nothing wrong with that. I know you're some kind of gourmet chef and all that, but uh, you give me Spam. I can make any day you, With I a little can, bit of mayo, I can peon, make you. Spa- I can
2: make you spam Parmesan. Oh man, <laughs> you, are, you are one of those good Italians. Two
1: minutes left, my friend. Two minutes. All left. All right. Well, we don't have time for any more calls, but I will say this. Listen here, if you're listening to this and you got an opinion, next week I want you to call in. We're going to try to keep taking more calls. Hell, we may expand the show. Two eight one five five eight five seven three eight. Call in next week. You got something to say? Be succinct. Be intelligent. Uh, be forceful, be aggressive, like Frank. Hell, I don't care what you say as long as you don't say anything that gets me in trouble. But I'm telling you, we enjoy the show, Frank. I enjoy you. You're one of a kind character. I got to say, I, I really would like to see you in a space suit if they make them that big. <laughs> but we're gonna be back next week, same time, six to seven p m talking with Tony, and we really enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you next week. Well, we still got a couple
2: minutes left here, my friend, let's talk about well, this. i'm not
1: I'm not there, so you're gonna have to, you know, I can't see. we
2: got but, we got boy. about two minutes left here. We got. Uh... One minute left.
1: So what do you want to talk about? I tell you what. Next week, I, what I what I really want to get into next week is a deep dive on the city and city finances. I think that's something that we need to really talk about. I want you to do a little – put your your evil eye on the, on the mayor. Your mayor, uh, Sylvester Turner, you voted for him, didn't you? You mean the one that beat you? <laughs> <laughs> You're a kind, kind man. You bring me veal parmesan – Every Christmas day, I, I and then do. you say something like that. Because I'm oh. telling you how to win, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I know you're telling me something, I'm sure. All right, guys, talking with Tony. We'll talk to you next week, 281-558-5738. Thank you, for th- th- th-
2: Thank you, Tony, and thank you all for listening to us. We love you all.
1: Bye-bye.
0: and listening to Talking with Tony. Join us every Friday at 6 p.m. with Tony Busby here on the Voice of Texas AM 700 KSEV.